Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, uh, where we, yeah, we like to educate, inform, do a little entertaining from now and then, and uh, not a lot of shouting, not a lot of grandstanding. Uh, We like to build up instead of tear down and uh, truth over tribalism and principles over partisanship. That's kind of what we do here every day, but... Uh, 508 on Wednesday, July 12th. Remember, uh, if you miss any of the live shows, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platforms, your Google, your Spotify, uh, your Apple. Um, Stitcher went away, though, Johnny. I guess we mentioned that a couple times, but uh, or they're going away. Uh, anyway, or just find us on KLAN.com. And uh, coming up in just a second, uh, Sean Flowerday, vice chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, is in the house. And we'll chat with Sean here in a moment. But uh, first, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, uh, so, executive producer. Oh, yeah. No, ex- <laughs> no, my goodness, I just gave you a promotion. <laughs> again. Oh, and now again. you're about to take it away. <laughs> oh, take that away. So I can keep my normal title of producer extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. So now you did say there's no shouting on this show, so I want to <laughs> uh, reiterate by saying I just have a voice that carries really well, mm-hmm. too well sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when I'm having a damn good time. There you go. Well, and you do control the volume. So, That's true. You know, your, your voice can be as loud or as <laughs> soft as you as you like. Um, well, thanks, Johnny. And remember, you can follow us uh, on our Facebook and Twitter accounts anytime you like. Uh, the Dan Parsons Show. We like to carry on the conversation after hours. Um, I talked, I know Caleb and the guys uh, on the morning show were talking about uh, uh, the situation at Northwestern and uh, uh, the coach uh, losing his job. And I tweeted out uh, a segment, uh, I, I think they talked about it too, that ESPN would, was talking about it. And uh, I just said, hey, good investigative journalism uh, led to Northwestern University doing the right thing. Uh, but also another case study in crisis PR and how not to manage the crisis. They didn't do that very well. So, Well, hey, uh, welcome into the studio, Sean Flowerday, uh, Vice Chair of the of our Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Well, hey there, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I, edu- educate, inform, and entertain. I know that when the listening audience uh, is you know thinking about entertainment, they, they, they naturally think of about the Lancaster <laughs> County Board of Commissioners. I mean, that's the first thing I go when I... <laughs> When I want, you know, something something juicy to yeah. to, to to really satisfy that urge. Yeah. Well, I, you just remind me in your opening of why why I was foolish to take this long. I've been on the air now since the uh, first week of May to get you on because you're an entertaining guest, and I know that because you've been on my podcast in the past. So I have. We've had a good time. Yeah. Well, we're just not drinking beer here. Right. I mean, we could. I we guess. could. Well, that's on. That's the Friday show. That's where we get to the entertaining. Okay. All right. Yeah, the Friday afternoon club with Chef Kevin. So you need to pitch me. You like know, all, all of our, our, our my guests. Uh, if you really want to have fun and be on on Fridays and drink with us, you just got to pitch me a story. You know, Chef Kevin and I go back a little bit too. I, know I, you do. I would. I would. I would be happy to come on on a Friday sometime <laughs> with you and Chef Kevin. Well, what we should do? Let me look at the schedule and think about. You should at least call in because we were talking off air before we get on here. Uh, 
that I've, I'm going on vacation here uh, next week, and you asked me where, and I think some of the listeners I've talked a little bit, I'm going to be uh, in Amsterdam a week from tonight uh, hearing Coldplay, and then we're going to uh, Ireland and uh, meeting Kevin and his daughter and some other friends in Dublin and, and doing that trip. And you were, told me you've been to both places, so yep. we should. Uh, yep, I spent a little time in Amsterdam, bounced all over Ireland, all over the British Isles. I, I, I lived in London a little bit oh, yeah. um, right after kind of kind of right after uh college and right after mm-hmm. that so just had fed some re- really good time there yeah. really 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 love ireland yeah uh, both chef kevin and i are friends with a kansas city band called the elders oh yeah As am I. oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the burns, good are, burns are good people. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Why well, are you going to, uh, we'll get to the business at hand here. Sure. Are you going to Irish Fest then this fall in Kansas City? Do I'm you shooting do that? for it. Yeah. I'm shooting for it. I, uh-huh. I've been, it, it, I haven't made it since since before COVID. Okay. And I would really, really like to again. No. And, and and we have, it's like we're, it's like we're just talking. We happen to be live on the radio. Uh, have you been to Weston? I haven't. Oh, you um, got to go to Weston with I've, us. I've been to the O'Neill um, St. Patty's Day party, and that's that's yeah. awesome. I've never been to Weston. Oh, really, you got to go really to Weston. Yeah, the greatest Irish bar in North America. So they tell me. Yeah. Oh, it is nice. And Kevin's an evangelist. I mean, he gets people all the time going. Very cool. Uh, Very to cool. Weston, we've done that for years. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we got the greetings out of the way. Um, uh, Mr. Sean Flowerday, Vice Chair of Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, first elected in November of 2018, is what the Google tells me. Correct. And then re-elected in, uh, just in 2022. Yep. For, for my sins, they brought me back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you spent, you've had a couple stints, and, and as currently you are, and working in the Nebraska legislature, doing right. some important work. Uh, you're a correctional officer for the Nebraska Department of Corrections. Uh, you served a, a two-year... I almost said sentence. He served two years in maximum security in the mental health unit. Yep. Uh, in the correctional emergency response team, uh, a riot control team that handled uh, handles emergency situations in the correctional environment. And I've always said, Sean, that if I'm ever in a street fight, I want you uh, in front of me. Right, right. I'm, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure. I have no doubt in my mind that you'd be you'd be shifted to the back as quick as you could on that. Right. Oh my goodness! But this is what I love uh, too about uh, about Sean. I mean, you are uh, you've done all that work, and and that that's some pretty heavy lifting. Uh, but you also are of an advocate of child wef- welfare, and you work for a child welfare agency uh, in our community uh, for at risk kids and families. Right. And so, right, right. Uh, no, three and a half years in corrections and. Three and a half years in child welfare before I, I ran for county board. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the work that you do and appreciate you taking some time and sure. Uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, your chair, uh, Krista Yokum, comes on once a month. But you're vice chair, and so right. you'll take over in next year. Yeah, in 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 January. So we rotate okay. through, and we do we do one year chair terms, and then okay. it's it's one year as vice chair, one year as so. Uh, last year, it w- uh, the chair was Commissioner Deb Shore at the time. Uh-huh. And Krista was vice chair then. So, yeah, very yeah. cool. So, yeah, so anyway. Rotate back in as chair. Yeah. Hoping hoping to have an easier year this time. Last time it was 2020 and COVID oh, hit. Lord. So yeah. that was... And you, but you played a large role in that. I, 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 I tried to help. I mean, I, I tried to, I tried to do my part for the community. Yeah. I, I'm, so I serve on the, the, uh, the Lincoln Lancaster County Board of Health. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was chair of the Lancaster County Board. So. I was say where you said you play a large role in that. You did not play a large role in COVID hitting, I, but <laughs> no. 
No, no, did. I did not. I did not create COVID. I was trying <laughs> right. to do what tried. we could to uh, to to pin it back. Tried to manage that uh, beast. Well, so anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, our listeners will get to hear you on a regular basis uh, come come next year in your elevation to a chair and right. and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looking yeah. forward to it. Though. Well, and so uh, I know there's a couple topics, Sean, that we wanted to cover. And, sure. and, and by the way, uh, in the second half of the show, stay tuned. Uh, Josh Moaning, mayor of Norfolk, is going to join us uh, by phone. And so uh, the three of us will chat about some mutual uh, topics of interest that uh, that we have. But I always learn a lot when I talk to Josh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he is. Uh, talk about a man of influence, as, as you are, but a man uh, who gets stuff done in his town. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and I tell people, in the keeping of my bipartisan uh, nature of inviting, uh, you know, I don't care what party you uh, claim uh you know the mayor was on uh, yesterday the mayor of lincoln and so the mayor of norfolk uh, republican josh uh, moaning uh, today so that's what we do here right. on the tan parsons show but anyway sean let's talk about a couple of issues uh and we're gonna have a break here in a moment but uh of what you're doing on the county board and some of the issues that you've been championing um where do you want to start well, so I mean, kind of everything with everything Lancaster County, and this is this is the really entertaining part of the show. <laughs> um, everything in Lancaster County right now is focused on the budget. We're we're right in the heart of our budget process. Um, we do our budget hearings with each department coming up to usually the that sort of July Fourth weekend. Uh, and then immediately following that, we start making. This is really where we're making the hard choices. Um, Obviously, this year is particularly intense, and this year is there's there's a lot of eyes I think on on all levels of local government here in Nebraska, uh, and in Lancaster County in particular because we experience such, you know, very very high valuation increases. Right? I mean, something yes. something like twenty two percent valuation increases I think on average. Yeah. So, well, let's get back into that. I'm sorry, we we, we had so much fun chatting in the intro. Uh, I cut us short on this, uh, Sean, but we'll come back and finish that thought uh, after this quick. Ma- Message on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition. It's kind of our wild card day, Sean. We, uh, you know, Mondays are flat water free press. Tuesdays we have elected officials. Thursdays our business roundtable. Friday, as we talked, is our party with Chef Kevin. And so Wednesdays, kind of the wild card. So thanks to Sean Flowerday for coming in and and talking about uh, the county board and their budget process. And uh, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show uh, is our Lincoln Business Roundtable. Each uh, Thursday we feature some of the leaders of our business community and tomorrow we get the pleasure of chatting with uh, todd ogden uh, from the downtown lincoln association so it's always great to chat with todd so anyway sean i uh, i didn't allow you enough time to talk about the most boring topic of the day <laughs> but the most important and and, and in all seriousness uh, and we've had this conversation before uh, on the show about how important the county board is kind of one of those forgotten government entities sure. you know uh everybody pays not everybody but a lot more people pay attention obviously with the what's going on in the governor's office and the legislature and our city council but sometimes we kind of forget about the county board sure. And sure. boy, you guys, uh, you know, you have a big taxing authority because you have a lot of responsibilities. So, right. Right. so uh, we're the we're the third largest 
collector of property taxes in Lancaster County. Mm-hmm. Right? So first, first is is the school district, obviously, and then the city of Lincoln, and then we're we're a, a little shy of the city. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, with va- valuations this year, obviously came in extraordinarily high, much higher than I think about everybody anticipated. Um, so there's a lot of eyes on yes. on on all levels of of you know, local political subdivisions um, and what they're going to be doing with their levies. Lancaster County is, you know, we're looking very hard at trying to pare the budget back as much as we can in order to be able to return as much of that back to people. You know, I can, I can guarantee that there will be a, I think every member of the Lancaster County board is committed to definitely doing a a levy decrease this year that I think there's no question in that. Um, And I think the real question is just going to be how much, you know, personally, I'm aiming, you know, I'm aiming for, for about a three cent levy decrease. So right now, Lancaster County levies uh, it's twenty six cents and change on every hundred dollars of real property okay. in Lancaster okay. County. I'm I'm looking to try to drop that down by three cents. That equates to between about a ten to twelve million dollar decrease on property taxes across the board. So, so that will help. It really will. It, yeah. That will be that will be a substantial decrease. People will feel that difference, and then that will. And then obviously, we already know that LPS is looking at a levy decrease. Um, I don't know what the city's going to be doing yet, and I think there's other political subdivisions that still haven't come in yet with their numbers. But yeah. it will. It, it 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 will be a a meaningful decrease. It's, it'll be actually a historic one, the largest one Lancaster County's ever done in my time there. So what does that mean then for your actual budget? Do you have to? make cuts what what does that mean for your budget or or do you have what what does that mean for your overall income that's coming sure sure so uh over this past month month and a half really um our budget directors have come forward or or, or our department directors have come Mm -hmm. forward with their budgets um and told us you know what their hopes and dreams were for the next year and gave us proposed budgets for, for, for next year we then put all those together we see what the requests have been and then we start you know, usually, usually pairing those back. Sure. Um, Everybody, w- right. Got what's under the Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's, there's always, there's always more, more wants and needs sure. than there are resources sure. to be able to do everything we'd like to do. Um, but we start trying to figure out what the priorities are. You know, this year, I think the, the, the real priorities is going to be public, uh, public safety spending. So yes. I would anticipate um, some new sha- probably some new staff to the sheriff's office, probably some new correctional officers being hired, uh, potentially, uh, a, a couple more um, uh, juvenile detention officers being brought on um, and, you know, perhaps an emergency management specialist. I think that's really where the focus is this year is public safety spending. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. And we've had discussions uh, on the show here in the past uh, months uh, about corrections and about the situation at the county jail. Right. And that's that's fluid. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that's always a an area of interest, and it's an area that continues to um, grow. And right. uh, yeah, so, so you have to fund that. Yeah. So you know, I think I think I think the places that you will see spending increases obviously are public safety, and I think this county board is working, and we're working pretty well together. Actually, uh, I don't think I don't think there's anyone who's who's bucking the trend or is looking to make enormous uh, expenditures anywhere. Um, I think you're going to see you're going to see a pretty pared back budget. When yeah. It's all said and done. Yeah. Very good. Um, well, I know the other passion uh, that you have and that you've been a leader on is uh, uh, infrastructure and specifically uh, 
Water 2.0. Right. Again, we've had these conversations here on the show with uh, with the mayor and and some of your colleagues and uh, and, and even some folks in the in the legislature. Uh, but so important to this community and to our county, obviously, of uh, looking to the future of where we're going to get our water, and especially in this day and age of uh, changing climate, uh, it, it continues to be a challenge. Uh, for government entities to figure out how to manage that. Right, right. You know, I think the real concern here is to make sure that Lincoln never ends up in a position where it's competing with Nebraska's ag economy for our yeah. water resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, our only water resource is re- is meaningfully the Platte River. Um, and long term, we've just got to find a second option because the Platte's great and we always want to have that as, as a possibility. But we don't want to be in competition with, you know, Lincoln Lincoln runs on an ag economy, too. That's right. Um, and we don't want to be in competition with that at all. And so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, I was, I was, uh, both, uh, it, in my, some of the work I've done at the legislature and then, uh, being appointed to the mayor's water 2.0 task force. Um, yeah, we've been, been looking at this for a long time. And so I think we're, I think we're moving in the right direction. You know, uh, the, this community has seen a really large investment from the state in terms of the state ARPA dollars. It's the American Rescue Plan Act. Mm -hmm. Uh, dollars that came down from the federal government were handed to the state, and now uh, a very large portion of that has been brought into the community of Lincoln and Lancaster County um, so that we can start building out for this. Yeah, and, and as as I think I've been told before, it's not just the city of Lincoln. Uh, that water source uh, uh, 2.0, that water source from the Missouri, uh, you'll be able to provide water to other communities in Absolutely. Lancaster County. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a regional approach. It could even reach outside of Lancaster County. Wow. Um, it absolutely could be a, you know, a, a much more regional approach. Um, and I think it's going to be great for the whole area. Yeah. Um, and, and even if it's, even if it's only taking pressure off of those communities that are feeding off of the plat, that then helps them as well. Right, right. Well, we're visiting with Sean Flowerday, Vice Chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And coming up in the second half of the show, after the news break, we'll welcome uh, onto the phone lines uh, Josh Moaning, uh, Mayor of Norfolk. And uh, so we'll be talking about some uh, some progress that's been made uh, by Mayor uh, Moaning up in Norfolk and some other issues that involve uh, the region and, uh, and our city here in Lincoln as well. Uh, well, uh, Sean, w- when you... Uh, were elected, uh, and, and these are six-year terms, right? Four. Uh, excuse me, four-year terms on the county board. Yeah, I'm, I'm not real good at math. Uh, you were first elected in 18, re-elected in 20. Um, and so um, what do you want to see done? Uh, you know, you have, uh, I understand that chairmanship is somewhat uh, administrative, but you do have an opportunity to, you get more public appearances, you get asked to do more things as as chair of the board. Uh, are there visions that you have for the next year that, uh, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot of things you want to accomplish as the board? I mean, what are some of the challenges uh, facing the board uh, in the next year? Sure. I mean, I think we've already talked about two, really my two big focuses um, in Lancaster County and in my time here has been, you know, a focusing on a climate smart and resilient infrastructure. Um, in fact, that's one of Lancaster County's uh, strategic priorities in our new strategic plan. Uh, and so that incorporates, you know, uh, water 2.0 and everything we've done for, on that front. It incorporates renewable energy development, making our community welcoming to to renewable energy and to the yeah. possibilities that wind and solar and, and even other sources bring to our community. Um, and then trying to lower uh, the tax burden 
So I think those are the two things that I've focused on in my career so far. I think that's what I'm likely to continue to focus on. Yeah. Well, you're well positioned to do that, Sean. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to that. Well, uh, do hang around after the break. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Commissioner Flowerday and Mayor Moaning uh, here after the news. So enjoy the news break. Come on back here on 1499.3 KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Yeah, you can jam out to the bumper music as well as Johnny. Don't leave Johnny dancing by himself <laughs> behind the board there. Dan right, I was da- dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I picked that bumper music. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it gets you going. Well, welcome back uh, to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. Remember, if you miss uh, any of the live version, uh, you can always catch us on your favorite uh, podcast platform or uh, just go to klin.com. Coming up on tomorrow's show uh lincoln business roundtable it's thursday and uh, tomorrow we'll feature todd ogden uh, from the lincoln downtown uh, downtown lincoln association we'll find out what's going on in todd's world that's always fun uh remember to we'd love to carry on the conversation after after we're done here and you can do that on the twitter and the facebook uh, pages uh sean are you uh, are you and we're visiting with sean flower day uh vice chair of the lancaster county board of commission and in just a moment, we'll welcome uh, Josh Moni, Mayor of Norfolk, uh, to our uh, t- conversation. But Sean, have you uh, gotten into the Threads uh, platform yet? I haven't made the jump over. I, I, it's not that I don't want to see Elon lose. I just, <laughs> I just don't know if I can go go all the way over to Mark Zuckerberg yet. I, I know it. Well, I, I also. It's like uh, we talked about this on the air yesterday. I, uh, I like. I need another social media platform like i need you know another hole in my head but uh but then when i saw that a hundred million people signed up in 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 two weeks it's like okay damn it i guess i gotta be part of that too so i I signed up yesterday sure 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 yeah well and and it it, this is actually kind of rare i think coming from a politician but like i'm just terrible at social media (laughs) i just i don't follow it i don't like it it's not a thing i spend a lot of time on i should honestly spend more on it i just don't well it's necessity for me i remember years ago when you know all this stuff started popping it's like oh okay i need to understand another form of communication and uh, and that's why i started my podcast and that's why i'm here and let me uh bring on to the conversation on the phone line uh josh moaning mayor of norfolk uh josh uh welcome to the dan parsons show hey dan uh sorry i couldn't be with 
studio today. Just wasn't in the cards. But uh, uh, congrats on the show. Um, <laughs> I, I've we've we've been friends for a long time and uh, very very well earned uh, a distinction of uh, hosting the the KLIN show. Ah, uh, well, and you're, you're very kind. Say hi to my friend, my friend Sean as well. Hey, Josh, how you doing, bud? I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Sean and I were reminiscing uh, because you've also been a guest on my podcast, and I guess on my podcast, and I guess that was kind of the point. I've I've uh, advanced from uh, social media as a form of communication, then I discovered this podcast thing, and lo, lo and behold, <clears throat> here I am doing live uh, broadcast radio. So I think this is a reunion. Josh and I were on the podcast together. Yes, you were. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I was on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we uh. So my podcast, I keep saying we aren't drinking here, but on my podcast, it, the name of my podcast for listeners uh, who aren't familiar with it, pints and politics, and we. Uh, do exactly what the, it advertises. We talk with uh, community leaders and politicians, and we do it over a nice uh, uh, craft, a Nebraska craft beer. And so, yeah, you guys have been kind enough to to do that through the years. Well, let me properly, more properly introduce you, Josh. Uh, you were first elected in 2016 uh, to, as mayor of Norfolk after serving on the city council uh, from 2012 to 2016, uh, and you were just reelected along with uh, Commissioner Flower Day uh, in 20. 2020. Uh, you've been a key leader in Northwest Nebraska's Grow Together initiative, uh, which seeks to redevelop downtown Norfolk uh, into a space that attracts young talent and modern businesses. You've certainly done that. Uh, you've been involved in renewable energy, which we're going to chat about here in a moment. Um, and you assist in your family's beef business. I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we raise Piedmontese beef, so you guys are getting more and more familiar with that um, through the Long Creek efforts. But yeah, it's every day is a little bit of a balancing act. I enjoy it, and I've enjoyed my time being mayor. Um, I've had a little bit of experience in state and federal government. Yes, you have. I say this with great confidence that uh, local government's been the most gratifying experience because you can see you can see more done. Uh, more in real time, and you don't have to deal with all of the partisan bickering that so often dominates Washington and more and more Lincoln. So I have really enjoyed uh, engaging in local government. Um, there's there's a lot of opportunity in Nebraska if we just embrace it as such, and uh, I think that might be a good segue to our renewable yeah, exactly. Well, and, and you have, Josh. I mean, you, uh, obviously, whenever there's a young, uh, up-and-coming uh, leader uh, in, in politics, uh, no matter where you're at, people are always wondering uh, what you're going to do next. And obviously, people have asked you that and wondered that through the years of you, as you have progressed in your, uh, in your career. And I remember distinctly when people were asking you if you're going to maybe uh, run for the legislature, uh, Mike Flood's seat. And uh, you said almost verbatim of what you just said uh, here on the Dan Parsons show that, yeah, uh, that's flattering, that's interesting, and maybe there's a time for that. Those are my words, not yours. Um, but you said, uh, yes, I can get stuff done on the local level, and I can do it without being encumbered by a lot of partisan politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I can't say that I uh, regret that decision. I really do think that there is a lot of good that can be done uh, in local governments and that, that mayors have um, a really unique opportunity. 
opportunity to affect positive change uh, where they are. And so I think it's important. I think we need to reinforce that message in so many communities across our state that local leadership is really important. And you guys understand that clearly in Lincoln and Lancaster County. Um, but it's it, it, it really can make differences for generations of, of people. And so, um, and it can, it can be fun. I mean, I, I've told people I don't think the formula is all that complicated, but whether it's community growth or anything else, um, it's it's really being open to new ideas, uh, new ways of doing things, and adding new voices around the table. And that's when the magic can start to happen. Well, and we're visiting with Josh Moaning, Mayor of Norfolk, and in the studio, Sean Flowerday, uh, Vice Chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And, and both you gentlemen, I mean, it takes leadership. I've been around long enough to know and seen a lot of, enough politicians uh, and whether you're whether you're in government, uh, in leading a team, uh, in in leading a, a city or a, uh, helping lead a county, um, or whether you're with uh, you know Smuckers or some other uh, corporate entity that you're a leader, it, it takes courage and it takes leadership, and you both have demonstrated that, and you do that, and so that's how things get done. And uh, so thanks to both of you. Well, uh, yes, uh, we have uh, actually the three of us have talked about this topic before uh, renewable energy. Uh, and just a week ago, I had uh, David Levy on. Of course, uh, I know you both are familiar with David. Uh, for our listeners, if you didn't catch that episode, you can go back and listen uh, on your podcast platform. Um, and uh, we were talking about uh, Flatwater Free Press. Uh, Nancy Garter uh, did a really extensive piece uh, on renewable energy and specifically uh, solar uh, energy in the state and uh, uh, dug deep into some of those projects and pointed out how Nebraska uh, is lagging behind other states. Uh, and part of the reason for that is because of misinformation campaigns. And so I wanted to have the two of you on uh, to kind of continue that conversation uh, because it is so important. I know, Josh, that you and so both of you gentlemen have been involved in that industry. You've been a leader uh, in that industry. So I just thought we should maybe get your perspective on why Nebraska is starting. Well, we've always lagged behind our neighbors and uh you know, what are the benefits that we're missing out on? And so, Sean, I don't know if you want to jump in. Sure. There's just so many opportunities um, with renewable energy. Wind and solar in particular has sort of been my passion where I've done work. But, I mean, from on on every front, our community, our state has this amazing chance for investment here and it, it, you know, we're sitting on 280 days, uh, uh, Nebraska, the state of Nebraska is sitting on 280 days of sunshine a year. That's only 20 less than, than Orlando, Florida. And mm. we've got world-class wind resources. It's, it could mean billions for our state if we invested smartly. Yeah. Well, let's continue this conversation after this quick break. And we'll be right back here on 1499.3 KLIN. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, and welcome back to the Wednesday edition uh, of the Dan Parsons Show. Coming up tomorrow, uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable uh, featuring Mr. Todd Ogden from Downtown Lincoln Association. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're not on threads yet. I am. Find me on threads because uh, we'd love to carry on the conversation uh, after the show. Uh, visiting with Josh Moaning, uh, Mayor of Norfolk, and uh, Sean Flowerday, the commish, as I like to call him, uh, 
of vice chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Um, well, uh, Sean, yes, uh, the opportunities are huge, and we're missing out on a literally a billion-dollar industry. And I shouldn't say missing out. Uh, Josh, maybe jump in and talk about some of the – I mean, your area in northeast Nebraska has seen some of the best developments of, of these projects practically any, of anywhere else in the state. Yeah, you know, Sean, Sean said it well. It's just a huge market opportunity, especially when you consider what all is going on in the world right now. And uh, we, you know, yeah, in Northeast Nebraska, we're able to talk about the real-life benefits that have come along with renewable energy development. Northeast Nebraska is the hotbed of wind power development over the last five to seven, eight, nine years uh, in the state. And Norfolk has seen uh, the benefit of that. It's been a there's been a pipeline of jobs created. Uh, Northeast Community College in Norfolk is the only accredited wind energy um, technician program in the state. And 10 years ago, when kids had to find, go to Minnesota or Iowa to find jobs, now they can stick, stick around closer to home because they have that opportunity. The construction jobs, we've, we've sat in the middle of uh, huge wind projects that have been built over the last four or five years. And the influx of construction workers with that were... Uh, a, a huge boon to our local economy and really an insulator uh, during uh, the COVID season as well. Hmm. Um, the new farm income opportunities for, for landowners. And we've had a down ag economy for uh, for several years leading up to the last few. And uh, that's been a huge help for farm families. And then the new tax revenues that are generated for local governments uh, that come with these farms. Um, O'Neill, Nebraska has a great story of uh, public school system there that had two or three failed bond issues yeah. uh, that, that ultimately didn't have to go to bond because the wind farm came on and paid for half of the school expansion. So um, we're living it. I, I find that's the best way to talk about uh, renewables and the opportunity that comes with them is just to talk about what's happened. Um, and that there are tangible, real-life um, societal benefits that, that come with this kind of investment. And it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, and there's a business case for this energy now. Yeah, it's not um, just an environment. It's not just uh, environmentalists who, who understand, who have for years championed renewable energies. It is now a business model. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it's, it's quickly becoming the most cheapest form of, of energy. Uh, uh, coal and and uh, natural gas; those are becoming more and more expensive. Uh, and and the transition. And Sean, I want to get your thoughts on this. To transition into our conversation uh, about some of the problems and challenges, uh, I wanted to quote uh, former U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Johans, also the former United States Senator from Nebraska and a former uh, Governor of Nebraska. This is what Mike. Uh, uh, said in the World Herald a few months back, uh, renewable energy projects harvest a crop just like other farming methods. Therefore, it should be clear that landowners have the right to allow renewable energy projects on their farmland. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's coming from the former uh, Secretary of Agriculture of our country. And, uh, uh, yeah, there are, there are land rights, and and we have those farmers have the right to uh, develop those projects. Absolutely, and I mean, obviously, we've had a lot of you know zoning fights here in Lancaster County about renewable energy development, and it really does come down to landowner rights, right? It really does come down to you know it, it people have the right 
to develop their land in a way that best helps them and helps their family and helps their community and in a, and to develop it in a way to feed into a marketplace that our community and our country so desperately needs you know it's just like you and Josh were talking about right it's not this this isn't just about climate change this isn't just about environmentalism this is also a, an amazing market opportunity for nebraska yeah exactly and but unfortunately um there's some misinformation campaigns that are going on and and some of these county board meetings and and i know you've been part of those sean because i've seen you sit through them and uh and josh i know you've sat through uh, uh public uh, hearings and and to see and you've been on panels uh, to talk about some of this and um you know it, it, we're seeing that there's just a more and more uh, it seems like an organized effort uh to inject into these conversations in these local zoning uh, ordinances uh, really some fairly serious misinformation that are just not based on facts. And and we see that uh, in other areas of uh, in the political sphere these past few years. Uh, but now I fear that it's creeping into some of these local uh, government decision-making processes. And, and again, I, I, I hope it, it's just like some of the other topics that we discuss here on the Dan Parsons show. I want to bring facts to the table and, uh, and dispel myths. Yeah, I think that's very important, Dan, on this issue and like in many others, we deal in reality um, on these things. I think it's very easy for partisan politics to dis- distort things today, and I think this issue has become distorted. Um, I, I, and I see it. It can be easy to fall victim to misinformation when there's not a lot of familiarity about it, the subject area. But I, I encourage, whether it's elected officials or neighbors who have concerns, if you want to learn more about the process, go go visit a wind farm. Yes. Go be there. Uh, stand at the base of a tower and have a conversation like this and find it not interrupted by noise. Um, you know, do do your own research, um, but but deal in, in the reality of the situation. Um, I'll go back to, you know, the commentary by um, Senator Johans. This is, when you, when you really think about it, this is a very conservative principle using fuel that we get for free yeah. uh, to make energy. Um, I'm come, I come from a farm family. You know, there's anything that my grandfather and father told me is don't waste anything. If it's useful, use it. And we have renewable resources in spades. And uh, as we've talked, a huge market opportunity if we just embrace it as such. And so um, that, along with the case that you're right, it's the cheapest way of producing new electricity, both wind and solar. That was a pretty easy sell to my city council uh, for us creating the what is the largest solar facility in the state right now um, when when we discovered that uh, you know people participating in the program could save fifteen to twenty percent on their energy bills that's per a, month. that's a pretty easy so, sell that much yeah. yeah. When it, whenever it comes down to Josh was talking about encouraging people to do their own research in this and just experience what's what's really out there, I always like to tell people go down to Lowe's, go down to Home Depot, take a look at the decibel levels that you'll see on the dishwashers um, and and on on the the washing machines down there, and every one of them is going to come in higher than like the the sound level regulations that we have in Lancaster County for the noise levels that can be on the outsides of homes. Not talking about what's inside the home, but what's on outside. So it no, the reality is that these are just good for our community.
community. And if, if, if done thoughtfully, if done prudently, this can be an amazing opportunity for us. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, um, about the Lancaster County property tax burden and high property taxes. Here's, you know, here's an opportunity. Here's part of the solution. Here's part of the solution. And it's something that doesn't put, largely doesn't put additional vehicles on the road, ripping up roads and creating, you know, creating costs as well. It's mostly just, just an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, we're about at the end of our time here. I, it, it's not like the uh, podcast where we can just uh, keep talking and, and drinking craft beer. We gotta, we gotta move on. We gotta make room for sports. The sports nightly's coming up. So, uh, but Josh Moni, mayor of Norfolk, thank you, my friend, for taking some time out of your busy day to chat with us and we'll get you in the studio next time. Absolutely. That sounds good. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. And Sean Flowerday, uh, county commissioner here in Lancaster County, thanks uh, uh, for pitching in and uh, entertaining our listeners, and we'll do this again. Happy to be on. Bring me back on a Friday. Absolutely. We'll do that. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, don't miss it, the Lincoln Business Roundtable featuring our friend Todd Ogden from the Downtown Lincoln Association. And uh, remember, uh, if you missed uh, the first part of this show, or if you want to rewind and hear last week's show uh, where we talked with uh, a journalist about uh, the same topic of renewable energy, you can rewind and go back to uh, your favorite podcast platform and uh, listen to us any darn time you like or just go to klin.com scroll down on my page and you'll you'll see all of the episodes uh well again thanks to sean flowerday and josh moaning and uh i don't know what you guys are doing tonight but uh, uh i'm getting ready to get out of town here in a few days so um uh, I'm not packing yet, but it's getting close. I need to get your tips, uh, Sean, of uh, what I should be doing in uh, Ireland and and uh, Amsterdam. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, so that's the show. Uh, appreciate you listening. As always, that's a wrap. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.